The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a, a dad rock, classic rock episode of Radioactive Metal. Dude, another milestone. This is episode 750. And I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Call Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Um, go out there, possess yourself a cup today because it's great coffee. You can get the frozen bag of Dick's coffee, also known as Arctic storm. I think, I think, I think this was called or Arctic something. That's their iced coffee brew. Right. And so they've got all kinds of fun things. Ah, heck, where's I going with this? But all kinds of fun coffee, all kinds of great mugs and just coffee merch that they do. And maybe you've wanted to try coffee. Maybe you've had coffee. You're like, no, I don't like this shit. Like, it's just not that great. Um, and you don't know why or what's up. So, you know, I say to you, um, go to the True Call Coffee website and check it out because they will actually explain to you um, how to brew coffee. Mm-hmm. Right. And they'll, they, it's, they're, they're truly, truly into this. They're educating. They want to educate you. So yeah. True cup coffee, T R V E K V L T coffee.com. Right on, on right on. Snow, man? Oh, for myself right now, I actually got some true cobalt going here in my star Wars cup here. Um, a little bit of homemade ice brew, shall shall we say. Just a little bit of true cobalt coffee, a little bit of my flavoring, and then some ice in it, and rock and roll, rock and roll. And it's magnificent. This is, um, I don't know how I didn't discover ice brew like years ago. Well, I don't even know. Has it been around? Has ice brew been around for years when people say, ah, oh, years ago? I feel like it's been at least a decade. Yeah, because I know that people were drinking iced coffee before my kids were born. So that's oh, over okay, okay. Because I only recently discovered it. Well, I don't know if it's as big of a deal 
except for recently, right? Because like iced coffee <clears throat> was was becoming a thing. Uh, like I know probably between like 2008 to 2010, because I had coworkers between 2010 and 2012 that were really into this. But then you started seeing you could get the fro the or the iced coffee Starbucks whatever they were like in the grocery stores. Wow, you know, okay. You could just buy it there, you know, like a 20, 20 ounce Coke or something. So yeah, at least a decade. But I I feel like it was really Starbucks that was doing it and didn't spill over into other coffee. Ah, maybe that's it. Yeah, because yeah. you wouldn't catch me at a Starbucks. That's for damn sure. Yeah, like for with a lot of my coworkers, um, they lived at Starbucks. Starbucks is breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, geez. You know. Wow. Well, fortunately, we know a guy. We know a guy that hooks us up with really good coffee. TrueCultCoffee.com. Check it out. Um, I can't complain since the last, since we last spoke, had a, had a pretty good week. Uh, just yesterday, we took in the new Transformers film. Oh, I forgot that was out. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, and that's was it Rise of the Beast or whatever, and that Rise, uses... Rise of the, the yeah. Beast, yeah, yeah, yeah. We totally got taken in by the um, Optimus Primal, the the Big Ape. Okay, you know, being a King Kong fan, and you know, like when we when we first saw that on the trailer, I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, and we enjoyed it. It was fantastic. And a well, couple of days were the before... Dino Bots in that. Um, no, no, these were the Beast, Beast Wars, the Beast, Beast Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah my son beast... was telling me about that, that yeah. it's that version of Transformers, okay. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, gotcha. so, yeah, it was a fantastic time, we really enjoyed it. Did I talk about the latest Indiana Jones movie last week? Um, did you see it? Because I've seen it. Okay, okay, no, we went... Well, we spoke last Monday. We went the following day. We okay. Went to, yeah. Yeah. Because it just, like, the whole, like, the internet was just, you know, everyone's a critic. And, oh, this is the worst thing that ever happened to cinema. And my childhood is ruined because there's an Indiana Jones movie I didn't like. You know what? We dug it. I would love to know yeah. what moron had their childhood ruined from this movie. <laughs> I, I know. Because I, I it's know. a good fucking movie. Yeah, I, I, I dug it. It was everything you kind of wanted, and yeah. it was it was kind of a kind of a cool idea. And you might be saying, well, the you know the the last couple of movies now they're getting pretty outlandish, but well, they well, okay. all. The original trilogy were were outlandish. I was gonna say, like, I I love when people are like, "Well, that's that's not even believable." So <laughs> just just work with me on this, right? Like, like let, let's 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 go with um the Crystal Skull because the thing that I heard people complain about, like, you couldn't survive a nuclear blast in a refrigerator. So one, it was the fifties. All the refrigerators were way more heavy duty than they are today. Mm-hmm. They were lead lined and they were very solid. Two, it was the fifties, and in the fifties, people believed that 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 could work, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if you're hung up on that, 
but you're telling me that you believe hook, line, and sinker that somebody can reach into a man's chest, pull out their beating heart, have them stay alive, and have the wound seal up. Like, that wasn't a problem for you. But the refrigerator uh, was. The refrigerator was, yes. I know. It's just... I don't get it. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I thought that this one was brilliant because of the way that they... like. Like they dance around, and honestly, I, I I think some of their movies are best when they had the Nazis in them, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's just something about Indiana Jones and the Nazis that they really can lean into those stories, right? Because you know Hitler really was looking for religious relics, you know, and he was also stealing all the artwork and trying to basically erase cultures from history. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because you could kill all the people you want and eventually they'll come back. But if you erase all their works, it's like they were never there. Right. And and so so that was true. And and he was looking for those things. So they leaned into that, you know, that that mythology. And then same with um, the Holy Grail, another big, you know religious thing, like where do these artifacts go? And so they told the tale. And I love snowy i i love oh yeah so spoilers before mm-hmm. you know yeah, if you yeah. haven't seen it hit pause right and skip over this or whatever or go see it or whatever but dude i loved how they had the nazis how it was indiana jones and his friend trying to you know get these relics because again the Nazis were looking for, for relics and then destroying the ones that, you know, that they, before people could get to them, because they're, again, eliminating history. But then having that scientist, who's the mathematician, being taken over to help the American scientists, because that was a big controversy. That, that was real. Like, we really did have Nazi scientists that worked on our space programs and things, mm-hmm. you know, because oh, yeah. we were going to use that, use their, their minds and things. So, I mean, you know, they, it was, it's rooted in history. It's rooted in fact. And I, I, I love, I, I love the mathematical themes the whole way through it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's not magic, it's mathematics, you know? <laughs> No, yeah. no, no, for sure. I, no. I was a huge we always fan. had a good time. Huge fan. I'm, I'm glad you guys got to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before we, uh, to, you know, get ready to go here, um, I don't really have much in the way of house cleaning, except, um, like I said, at the top of the hop, 750, another milestone. Congratulations, my friend. I can't believe, you know, how this show just keeps rolling along, just, 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 just chugging along, and... I get excited, you know, for episode 750, just as excited as I was for episode one, two, three, four, and all that. So here's to another, uh, here's to another milestone to kind of get us there, though. Let's uh, get on with the grunt, as my dad would say here, and for tonight's a mandatory metal, courtesy of the good folks at true cobalt coffee death metals horrified put out a wicked album allure of the following which i picked up um this past weekend i'll get to it a little bit later so let's drop a track from that this is light's disillusion 
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, dude, what's uh, going on down there? I've got um, very little for my metal fix, but I do have one item. Okay. And I will tell the story of my wife's Aunt Carol. My wife's Aunt Carol passed away Mm -hmm. um, just this past week, and it's been a whirlwind. Thanks, man. It was uh, my mother-in-law's sister. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she she has a lot of sisters and brothers, um, and, you know, fewer now. But this one is the one she was closest to. Mm -hmm. And, like, I mean, they were 100% sisters. Like, when we'd all get together and the two of them would be hanging out, you know, it it was like they were twins at times. Because they even looked very, very similar, right? And so, um, you know, over, you know, the, the last few years, like, they'd moved to Georgia, which is closer to us. And we go up there to visit them. Uh, when we had our first hurricane here, we evacuated up to their house and hung out. Uh-huh. Right. And, I mean, just Aunt Carol and Aunt Uncle Dale. You know, they're they're always just so nice to us and always just taking us in. And like like their kids are similar in age to you know my wife and I, and so their grandkids are all different ages, and they've got lots of grandkids. So and they always just kind of treated my kids like their grandkids. Right you know, and so my kids love going up there. And so it was, it was a really, really tough weekend, you know, but the one thing is, you know, Aunt Carol knew I was into rock and roll and all that sort of stuff and would always, always send me like some sort of rock and roll video meme, whatever on Facebook, right? Like messages oh, blowing up all day long, always <laughs> something like some crazy guitarist or something like that. And, you know, um, you know, we, we all, all keep saying that Aunt Carol's been talking to all of us, you know, so one way or another this past weekend. And so we're staying in this little town. It's called Helen, Georgia. If anyone is familiar with it in, in the United States, it's this little town in North Georgia, up in the mountains that somewhere in the sixties decided to, um, do a complete makeover. So they look like a German town yeah. and it's so cool. They, have Oktoberfest obviously every year and that's how we discovered it first tons of German restaurants like great German food some of the best German food I've had you know and so um, uh, they also have fantastic German chocolates there's this great candy store in town that makes everything there like not just like imports anything like they make chocolate you know right on and um my mother-in-law really wanted some. And so, you know, I told my wife, like, I'll walk down and get it. And, um, you know, and everyone's like, oh, it's far, it's hot. I'm like, it's fine. And then I ended up having to leave my phone in the room. And this is the important part of the story. I left my phone in the room um, because my son was using the hotspot on it so he could play some games on his iPad. And he... <laughs> They've been through a lot of just sitting around and relatives and that sort of stuff. He needed a minute on wine. So I wasn't going to take it from him since he just got online. So I'm like, I'm fine. I'm still the generation. I can leave that house without a phone. I'll be okay. You know? Mm-hmm. So I, I walk down to this candy store and on my way, I pass a record store. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay. So I go down, I get my candy. On the way back, I make it a point to stop. And this is where I swear it's Aunt Carol leading me in here. 
So I go into the store. I see in 39 years of being a KISS fan, something I have never seen. And it was an original pressing of Love Gun with the Ooh. paper gun. <laughs> cool. <laughs> never in my life have I seen this, Snowy. Never. Uh-huh. Like, this is the first time I've ever seen it. I figured it was the unicorn. I will never see anything like this. I, I will never be able to even hold it in my hands, which I was able to pick it up off the, off the rack and look at it. And I didn't have my phone with me. So it was like a unicorn of the Loch Ness Monster. I don't have a picture. All I have is this story, you know, and that's even a big, bigger, bigger chuckle. But that's what my wife and I keep joking that Aunt Carol led me to that record store so I could check it out. Of course. You know, yeah. but, but that's that's really my, my big metal fix is I – I couldn't believe it, dude. I've I've never seen it. I was just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Right on, right on. I uh, see. Record shops. You, you 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 can't get that on Spotify. You can't get stuff no. like that. On no, I, and you would have loved this shop because it wasn't just mm-hmm. records. It was records, comics, and games. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's for all three of us, you know, for yeah. for my wife and daughter as well. Like yeah. that's that 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 would that's one stop shopping right there. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah it was, that was one of those places I walked in. I'm like, oh, Snow, I love this place mm-hmm. hey, because like all the vinyl they had because they they had CDs and cassettes and you know everything, right? Of but course. All the vinyl they had was like top shelf vinyl, dude. Right on. Like they had two or three first pressing Kiss records. Um, they had a promo copy of Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits from 88. Um, Okay. And, you know, that's not as big of a deal, but I do like that album because there are only two two new songs on it. Everything else is, you know, re-releases. But, um, man, there was another Kiss record they had. And and again, I wish I had my phone. I'd just look it up. Um, You know, but I, I couldn't take any pictures. (laughs) <laughs> it's the only time the entire trip my phone was not on my person, dude. Yeah, that figures, eh? Yeah, it's just so funny. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have uh, loved the place. But anyway, so how about your metal fix, dude? Well, before I get into that, you, yeah. what everything you just said kind of triggered a question that yeah. that, that 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 I want to run by you here. I saw, okay, and I took a picture of it and I put it on my personal Facebook because I just kind of wanted to throw it out there i tagged you in it i don't know if you saw it yet but i i had seen a double greatest a double disc kiss greatest hits okay it looked like it was relatively new because i could tell it was thayer and singer in the makeup okay okay and go out and look i think i know which one you're talking about let's see if i can find and it my question yeah here and I threw it out there. I tagged you and our former co-host, Mister Rock. I I tagged you both and said, "Oh ah. yeah, this Kiss World." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I so I I I threw out the question: Is it really necessary, you know, for a to have, you know, a a greatest hits on double vinyl, you know, an expensive purchase? Like, is you know, it's like. Is a greatest hits would a CD su- suffice and save a couple shekels? For me personally, um, I wouldn't even buy the CD because I have okay. all this stuff. Right, right. there's right. there's nothing new here um, for me. Um, 
I'm sure there is somebody who's the completist that has to have everything they've ever put out. And mm-hmm. I can certainly understand that. Right. Um, but uh, honestly, this is one of those records that I feel was put out um, because, you know, Kiss uh, originated rock and roll marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, no. For, for, for me, I, I don't even know if I've listened to it, like, on streaming. Just check it out. Like, yeah, it, it's not... You know, it's it's nothing groundbreaking for me. Yeah, and it just didn't seem like you know. I looked at it, it was like forty bucks, and I'm like, uh, I just yeah, yeah. And then I'm not just talking Kiss. I'm talking every band, like any sort of greatest hits. Like I just I, no, for I, me, I can't it just think doesn't of any seem, greatest yeah. hits that I'd want to have on vinyl outside of very possibly um, the Queen greatest hits records. Oh, okay. Like, do you know which ones I'm talking about? Like, there's like Queen One and Queen Two, and they're both greatest hits. Okay, I, I, th- I think I know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm trying to place the 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 album cover. If you saw it, you'd be like, "Oh, those ones." Okay. They're two of my favorite collections of Queen Queen songs, um, and I, for whatever reason, I, I I could be persuaded for those and. I honestly think it's because it's very similar to what the Beatles did with the red albums and the blue albums. Do you remember those? Mm. Well, no, but I know okay. of what you speak. Yes. Well, because my, my, my mom had those growing up, right? Because my mom had Beatles records in 45s, but she had the red album and the blue album, which I didn't know were just like hit compilations, right? I, I didn't know they were compilations at the time. I just thought they were Beatles records. You know, uh-huh. and okay. they also just happen to have all my favorite songs on them. You know, so so as a kid, I was like, "Oh, this is great!" But I mean, when those came out, the only way to get the music really was on vinyl. You know, <laughs> uh, kids in the hall. Bruce Bruce McCullough. He had a wicked um, he had a wicked line saying, "Greatest hits." are for old ladies and little girls. And it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, I kind of see it. <laughs> I, I, despite how many that, that I have. You know, you know what? I, I, I disagree, right? Okay. It, because greatest hits will probably not do anything for the super fan, right? And in fact, right. like today, um, I was I was trying to find a... Mighty Mighty Bostones like hits compilation or some sort of compilation from the Bostones because I wanted to listen to like a great playlist and mm-hmm. I went out. There's one greatest hits album. It's not even the songs I would pick. I'm like, this is fucking lousy. There's one playlist with like only a handful of songs. I'm like, no, there's like who who's putting this shit together? Who's curating this for the Bostones? Like I was so mad. Because they're a way better band than you're making it look right here, you know. So I just went out, made my own greatest hits, and started listening to everything. But it's it, it's a thing where, like, if you're the super fan, right? So like, but at the same time, did I need double platinum? No. Do I own double platinum? Yes. <laughs> um, but there's other greatest hits records I don't own because I'm just like, eh, there's nothing here. Or if there's something cool, you know, maybe. But 
if you are trying to get into a band, maybe there's a band you've heard about for years. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I don't know. And, and somebody says, oh, you should try and start with this song. And that's on one album. Oh, no, you should hear this song. And that's on a different album. But they're both on the greatest hits. You start with the greatest hits. And then you kind of figure it out. Because if it's a good greatest hits, right, it's going right. to take you through their entire career. And you're, you're going to start to understand like, oh, okay, this was their sound in the early years, middle years, later years sort of thing, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. And you can always find greatest hits CDs in your secondhand shop and uh, even like um, new music um, like uh, Sunrise Records, which I'm always talking about. They have a section where they have uh, greatest hit CDs, two, two, two for 15 bucks or two for 10 bucks. And, you know, 10, 10 bucks and you got two of them right there. You're set. Agree, so, dude. Yeah. Right on, right on. Um, for my metal fix here, uh, well, before we kind of, since you were, once again, when you were talking about Kiss and we made myself and my brood we made our way to uh galaxy comics where we go every saturday morning to pick up our loot our booty our bounty shall we say um we went it we went into this one section and it's it's also it's not just a comic shop but it's a collectibles as well and we went into one of their sections and i found a bunch of kiss stuff Okay, some KISS tour programs. And I don't know if these were new or they someone brought it in and they were, you know, they bought it and they're, they're, they're selling it secondhand. It's like, okay, I'm not really too concerned about those. But I found this wicked photography book called KISS the Early Years. Okay. Um, the text by Gene and Paul and the photography by Warring Abbott. Does does this book ring a bell? It's kind of okay. Well, basically, Miss Mr. Abbott was a photographer in the seventies, and from nineteen seventy four, this book covers nineteen seventy four to nineteen eighty two. Okay, and each chapter was a significant event in um, in Kiss's history. And it's it's a it's a very quick read because it's basically a picture picture book. I basically just sat down and hammered it out. But yeah, there is some there is some stuff to read, and it's really cool. And I was just wondering if if that rings a bell to you. I, so it does not, and I'm surprised because I love stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I'm a big fan of the picture books. Like somewhere around here, I have like a massive book of all the Kiss comics. Like ah. one single collection. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. And and like a photo book like that, I'm like, oh, why don't I have that? That's totally up my alley. Well, yeah. Personally, yeah, I was thinking, okay, this is definitely something that Aaron needs to check out. I kind of forgot just how awesome my local library can be sometimes. Because it had been a while since I was in there and then kind of on on just on a whim 
Mrs. Snowy and I decided, yeah, let's go for a walk up up to the library and see, because it's just it's just in walking distance. And I ended up renting two renting borrowing two DVDs. Okay, the Bruce Dickinson autobiography, which I haven't cracked yet, but hopefully soon. Dude, that's a great read. Yeah. It's a great read. <laughs> I kind of figured, I kind of figured, yeah, this would have been already, you've already would have uh, put put that one through through its paces. I am looking forward to that, yeah. Yeah, well, a couple cool DVDs, some cool graphic novels as well. Um, one of them, and I'm, ah, it's, uh, don't, don't just hate it when you get something from the library and you you have to return it and you really don't want to you know because it's something really kick-ass and all that i found this awesome graphic novel called my riot it's based in um in 1991 this young 17 year old girl who's a ballerina right is kind of like uh she's kind of just going through the motions sort of in her life until she meets a punk rock chick. Okay. And they strike up a friendship. And before you know it, it's basically this one young lady's journey from just being a total normie and entering the riot girl scene and joining a riot. And they put together a riot girl band and, and they make a go of it, and it was just a fantastic read. Yeah, it's just a graphic novel. I had a, I had a hard time putting it down. It was it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, well recommended. It's just called My Riot. See, I I love stories like that. I love where they have the crossover, and I um I dated a ballerina back in ah. the nineties, right? And and the funny thing is like. She was a ballerina, so she was obviously well-versed in classical music and dancing and all that sort of stuff. But she also loved rock and roll and pop music. Like, we went to the Lollapaloozas together. I could take her to any show, and she'd be all about it, you know? Right on. Yeah. So, it, it was, um, yeah. And it, she also had a really cool uncle. Like, when we broke up, I missed her uncle more than I missed her. <laughs> um, her uncle was really awesome. Like... I can't remember where she was. She, I think her and her mom were traveling for some like dance competition, right? And, okay. Um, I hung out with her uncle the whole weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, like I'll come. And I can't remember if it's because, because, because he has, I, I honestly don't know if he's still alive because he was, he had a heart condition. He'd had, he'd had several heart surgeries. Mm -hmm. I can't remember if we were just hanging out to hang out. Or if he, um, or if I was kind of babysitting him, possibly, just to make okay. sure he was okay. I, I legit can't remember that part. But I remember saying, like, well, dude, you want to um, hang out with me and my buddy Mark? We'll go guitar shopping. We'll go record shopping. He's like, yeah. Because, you know, he played guitar. He was into records. And that same night, my buddy had a tattoo appointment. And so I took him and I took the other girl's um, boyfriend who, who had gone. So like we all go and my, my, my girlfriend's uncle and her friend's boyfriend both ended up getting tattoos at the, at the place, <laughs> you know. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Memories. Memories. That's good shit. Right, you know, it's funny. I don't have a single tattoo on my body, but some of my best memories involve tattoo shops. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. I've not pierced, inked, or dyed anywhere, but my wife and daughter are. They're 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 covered in tattoos and all How that. You're dying your pubes now. You stop that? No, <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> thought, thought they were like bright, bright purple for a while. No, <laughs> no, no. Although, although I saw this. This one was it an Instagram video or something where uh, there's some bullshit about if a girl dyes her hair blue, she's it's all daddy issues or oh, something. Like, oh, like, come on, buddy. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, everybody has to have a reason to try to pick on somebody or like, right, you know, uh huh. Because all the things that people used to make fun of, nobody can now. Like, like there's so few things you can make fun of. And that just seems to be just, I, I just feel like just some people just have to make fun of somebody else. They just have to tear somebody down. And oh, so yeah. they go out of their way to figure shit out, you know. Like, think about yeah. when we were kids. How, okay. many, how many people, for no reason, right, no reason at all, just part of their vernacular would say, ah, faggots. Fucking uh-huh. faggots, you know. Oh just, yeah. Oh, look at those two. That's a couple of faggots, and like it's yeah. just two dudes walking down the street, not even holding hands or anything. It's like, right? What? Yeah. Like, or 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 the expression "gay," like like yeah. if something's goofy or something. Oh, yeah. oh, that that's just that's gay. gay. Yeah. Yeah. Even as even as a kid, I was kind of like, how is that? How yeah, does dude. that work? Like, <laughs> how does that work? Yeah. You know, and I've always, I always hated, I always hated the F word. I, yeah. I even when it was so rampant in the 80s and oh, all that, dude. like, I was just, yeah. oh, yeah. And it was just, and it was terrible because the underground thrashers, you know, and this was when hair metal was at its height, you know, and you would hear, you know, those glam things, you know. And it's like, I don't think oh, so. Yeah. No, no, those glam homos that you're saying, they touch more pussy in a week than yeah. you will in your lifetime. <laughs> I was called a fag all the time because I had long hair, dude. All no doubt. Yeah, yeah. And I got but, called but, one. For... The best Sorry? part is by virgins. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm seeing more of you yeah. are, buddy. We're all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I got called one for my Wonder Woman backpack. A guy in his forties, okay, just, just for his backpack. Yeah. Like I, I gave, and that's my point. Like, what, what the fuck does anybody have to say anything for? What the fuck? Nothing, nothing, nothing. But on a more, you know, on a more important note here, shall we say? I took in, an, I took in an event that you, I think you would really, you would, re- you really would have dug this because um, a couple times a year, um. One of our local breweries up here, the Bar- the Barnhammer Brewery, inside, like, they have, like, their bar section and some seated sections. And a couple times a year, the brewery kind of opens up for a, um, like, a small mini record con, I call it. I basically call it the Barnhammer Record Con. Okay. Where they, you know, whoever wants to sign up and rent a booth and, 
can come down and peddle their wares. Um, Brad from I eye and ear control we've talked about we've we've had him on the show and we've played many of his records that he that that he sold over the years he set up our good buddy ducky he's he set up a table some of the other guys from the scene as well it's basically a good time the whole idea is come down buy some records have a couple beers it's it's a good time so yeah i made my way down there and probably spent Ooh, more than I would probably want to admit, but I picked up a lot of really cool records here, including that aforementioned Horrified, Allure of the Followed, Allure of the Fallen. Really, really cool stuff. I bought that off of Ducky, actually. Thanks, my friend. Um, some other cool records here. Um, la was it last episode? Da, 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 da. Yes, last episode, and this is just a total coincidence, we played Attitude Adjustment. Well, from Brad and Ioneer Control, I picked up a really cool vinyl of um, from Attitude Adjustment called Dead Serious, the 1985 demos and lost sessions from 1986. This was courtesy of that FOAD records. Okay. Who are really there? That that label is awesome for for picking up the rights, whatever you want to call it, um, to old demo tapes and lost sessions and all that, and pressing them onto vinyl. I was so stoked when I saw that. Um, our good buddies in Exhumed, shout out to Matt Harvey, their latest record uh, um, last year. To the Dead, you know, when that record came across our desk, which we do with every exhumed record and every pretty much every chance that we get when there when that record came across our desk. Of course, we played it. We've had Mr. Harvey on many times and uh, Brad had an awesome uh, vinyl copy of To the Dead. I had to I had to snake that as well. Maybe we'll get to that. Um, a track off of that record soon enough. Now, I couldn't believe it when I saw this next record. Okay. And it was for, okay, and it was blue vinyl in really good condition, an original earache pressing, okay, of on vinyl of the third carcass record, Necroticism, Discanting the Insalubrious, 12 bucks. You've got to be kidding me. Wow. <laughs> and and, and I said to the vendor, I'm like, okay, I want this. Um, that's not a misprint, is it? 10, 12, 12 bucks. You didn't make a mistake or you didn't, you know, that's, you know, you're not missing a zero there or something. No, no, that's fine. Okay. Okay, I'm taking it. I'm taking it, and I have the album on uh, on my old cassette, you know, from back from from back in the day. I'm sure that's probably worth a lot more than uh, than twelve bucks. But yeah, I jumped all over that. It was absolutely fantastic. The piece de resistance, the record, the first record that I snagged as soon as I saw it, but um. German 
German or German Japanese Thrasher Sabbath. Okay, we've played them on the show and we will for the rest of of our existence. They're one of those severe underground band, tons of splits, tons of live stuff. You know, their discography looks like Nunslaughter's. I think Sabbath and Nunslaughter, you know, we're having a a contest to see who could release the most records you know <laughs> in their lifetime and um always coming up with some really cool stuff but um this one i absolutely had to have because apparently before sabbath became you know the awesome underground legends that they are they were a venom tribute band oh wow okay well, I saw, you know, on the rack and one on one of the merch merchants rack, a uh, album that was kind of replicating Venom's "Welcome to Hell," except in Venom's logo type, the name of the band was Evil, and the name of the album was called "Welcome to Sabbath." It's basically. Sabbath doing a Venom tribute album, reproducing the original Welcome to Hell album. Oh, wow. Like, you have you have them on... Okay, it's the band, they're dressing up like Venom on the back, and, like, the back... Like, the the back cover is a reproduction as well as the, as the original, and they just... They're all old-school Venom songs, Black Metal to Hell and Back, Welcome to Hell... Wow. Wow. And just, and I didn't even know this record existed. Okay. I'm just kind of looking at this. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And the, the, the vendor is like, no, no. Okay. This is, this, this is what this is. And you know who Sabbath is. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, apparently this, this, this. Oh my God. Oh my God. This, this is too cool. Because, as you know, as our longtime listeners know, it was that album, it was Venom and Venom's Welcome to Hell that started the slope that got me, you know, into metal and the aggressive music full time. Yeah. So, like, this is wow, wow, wow. See, this is this is how you this is how you pay tribute for sure, for sure. Um, let's get on. With some tunes here, a really cool record, uh, courtesy of Metal Blade, came across my desk. The hardcore metalers' Death Ray Vision, <laughs> their new record. <laughs> yeah, I know, isn't that? Boy, awesome? I love that name. I love name. Some of these names are just. Some are really dumb, and some are just like, oh yeah, that is awesome. And of course, so is so is Death Ray. Death Ray Vision, dropped there. Oh, I watched. Uh, the Man of Steel movie last night. Oh, how was Just, that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been out for quite a while now, but Oh, maybe you know, I've seen that one too then. I don't know. I Yeah, it was it was the first Superman movie with Henry Cavill. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was that movie was always a good time. I just well, I was going through all the all the apps on the TV and all that, and it's like, hey, you know what, I haven't seen this this in a while, so yeah, coincidentally, I was given that a spin. How about we get into 
some death ray vision from their no mercy from electric eyes that's pretty cool uh song title or album title as well this is death ray vision with behead the king
I had forgotten before we uh, we we got on to some tunes there. Grab some uh, cool seven inches as well, and one of them was a cool split from Whip Striker and Black Knife. Really, really cool stuff. Um, as well as um, I, I I found a couple hardcore and punk seven inches that they were selling for like a buck two bucks it's like okay i've never heard of this band okay but if you're selling it to me for a buck i okay if it sucks i don't like it i'll throw it out it's a buck i spend spent more on a coffee coming here you know i just i it, it kind of blows me away when i see um like really really cheap uh, um seven inches on the racks in the record store that are for like three bucks four bucks it's like how have these not been sold i mean i'm glad because i'm buying it now but <laughs> but how for three bucks how has this not been sold uh, people will pay four times that for one beer at a concert or a hockey game or something right. but they won't spend through three bucks on a seven inch uh, well, that was the aforementioned a Black Knife from their latest record, Murder Season. That was They Kill at Night. And like I said, good. not, not that we need an excuse, but what a good reason to drop an exhumed track from the aforementioned to the dead record. That was Rank and a File. Great stuff, great stuff. Hey, my friend. Um, last week, just kind of pissing around on the old Facebooks and all that, and the Instagrams and all of that crap. And I ran into this video, a young fella who was just, I guess this is his video channel where he's comes in, he talks about music, and he's, you know, it was a he's a teenager from today. Okay, and like you could kind of tell, okay, this young guy is, you know, into the mainstream stuff. Okay, it's, but, you know, the heavy stuff, the, you know, the more accessible type metals, you know, what um, your, like, um, your Avenged Sevenfolds, your My Chemical Romances, like that type of stuff. Yeah. Okay. A scene kid, I guess. Well, the purpose of this young fella's video was how a lot of these bands, okay, and he kind of made a list of System of a Down, Avenged Sevenfold, Deftones, Papa Roach, Linkin Park. All of these bands are now dad rock. Oh, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It's like, okay, where did he fall off the beam here with this? Now, what is dad rock? Okay. Now, dad rock, I guess it's, it's, it's really kind of hard to explain. It's, it's, it's kind of like the, the type of music that a stereotypical dad 
would like. You know, it's and, nothing. And I think they're Sorry? so wrong. Like, like right there, because you know, if if you're going to call anything dad rock or mom rock, you're right. It should be the stereotypical mom or dad. What stereotypical dad is listening to those things? They're not. They're not. Where where this kid fell off the beam is, is he figured that this stuff, a lot of these, a lot of these songs, clips that he played, you know, are like 20 years old now. Okay, so those people that enjoyed this as teens, that enjoyed Papa Roach as a teen, or younger even, are now of the age where they might be parents. Okay, I think you're taking the expression dad rock a little too seriously here, son. Okay, because first of all, anyone who's, you know, was a teenager around when those bands were having their heyday, even if they have kids now, those kids aren't old enough to go, oh, God, dad, your music is so lame. Those kids wouldn't be old enough. That's kind of where dad rock for us kind of came in. Where our generation, we, and I'm not saying you and I, okay, because we enjoy 70s hard rock ourselves and all that. But other people like kind of our age, when they were younger, you know, had the dad that liked Led Zeppelin. That liked bad company, Rod Stewart faces, you know, like stuff, stuff like that. That was kind of like dad rock back then. And yeah, why I just, does it have to be dad rock? Like, I just, I don't like the connotation. <laughs> the other thing that pisses me off is when uh, somebody's complaining and they call them a Karen. Like, I, I, I find that very derogatory. I find dad rock very derogatory. Like, like, what's the point of calling it dad rock? Do you hate your dad? Do you have daddy issues yourself there, little boy? <laughs> well, like, I, is that what you're trying to do? You're trying to make him mad? Oh, he didn't <laughs> hug you enough, little boy. Fucker. You know. I think, I think, I think what it is, it's like every generation, like the, the previous generation, the kids don't like, <laughs> the kids don't like the previous generation's music. You know, you, you you know, like that that music that my my dad liked that. There's but no way I could. It, what's funny is like the only the the so the only kids I recall, and let let's let's see see how this goes. The only kids I recall that did things like that were the kids that were trying so hard to be the coolest kid in school. You know, right. had to have the clothes, the hair, whatever the style was, like that sort of thing. They're the only ones you'd ever say that. But like anybody else, like, nah, I fucking love this song. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know, maybe it's because I was in the band. Maybe it's be, like just the people I hung out with. But I, I just, we all listened to so many things. We didn't, it, it just didn't seem like, you know, like, you listen to the Beatles. Nobody called the Beatles dad rock, you know, or mom rock, but they should have been, you know, by, by, mm-hmm. you know, the, the standards of the a-holes today. Right. Like my band director would teach us Beatles. Fuck my college professor 
would talk about the Beatles to teach theory. Because he's like, this is textbook music theory. This follows all the rules and shows you how to write a great song. Like, you know, now, where, where I'd be really happy is if they sat down and did that with Metallica today. But, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But the, the thing is, like, I don't know. Fuck. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Shoot me. Like, no, okay. Okay, well, when you, when, you, when, when you remember, we'll get back to that. I'm glad you mentioned Metallica. Because those first four classic rock, those first four 80s Metallica. Okay. And I've heard... You know, people on the interwebs, okay, refer to early Metallica as dad rock. And I thought, like, holy shit. Yeah, that's fighting words. Okay, the only reason why you're doing that, okay, is because of what year it came out. I think you're really unclear on exactly what dad rock, what dad rock is. Like, the, the, the thrash stuff. Okay, your average dad, okay, your average normie, Joe and Jay and average, just kill them all in the 80s, okay, just wasn't on their turntable. No. (laughs) It it wasn't. And now, of course, things change over the decades now, and I'm sure there's a lot of people our age that weren't into that could fall under that dad rock you know stereotype I'm sure they have a lot of them have at least master puppets so you know what's really funny about that description and and even just classic rock in general right like when when people just try to like age something and make it irrelevant Um, so they're going to say that about all those bands you talked about, like Avenged Sevenfold. And Avenged Sevenfold was like late 90s, early 2000s. Why isn't anybody calling Blink-182 dad rock? <laughs> yeah, I've never heard. Yeah, because there's... Because uh, it's it's the same age. Yeah, it you is. Know, if not it older is. in cases. And I'm sure there's young kids, I'm talking 13, 14 now, that are... Saying, yeah, those first few blink one ray, you know, that's 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 dad rock now. And I, I just find that that would be so funny because I and I, I don't think so though, right? Because like my, my buddy Aiden that I've talked about that I met at the head of Rollins show, he just went and saw um Blink 182 at the whatever center, I think, in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was so stoked to go, like, he's a huge Blink 182 fan, and he's a young kid. You know, he he is he is probably the age where it should be considered dad rock, but he loves them, you know. And but I, I think I've told you, like, his music discovery happened through a lot of video games. That's how he got into Black uh-huh. and discovered Henry Rollins, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so let, let me throw this out, right? Because I was talking with my buddy John from college about this. And it's, it's the, like classic rock, dad rock stuff. And. Who did he call? I, it, he may have called Metallica classic rock, or he said something like that, or like, and and we were also saying Guns N' Roses is classic rock. And oh, 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 oh. Wait, but see, here's the thing: I agree with Guns N' Roses, 
Okay. And the reason I agree with Guns N' Roses is because their like their real heyday was between eighty eight and ninety two, maybe ninety four. Mm-hmm. But they only had four years, and they didn't put out any more records. Not counting Chinese democracy. Well, that it came out yeah. eventually. Yeah, yeah. Right? But I mean... But the heyday, yeah. But but like, like the heyday where you cared about the band was for that four years. And for a lot of people, they didn't get past... Um, when they put out GNR Lies, that was to you know distract everybody until they got Use Your Illusion One and Two out, which were great records, mm-hmm. you know. But it was one of those things where they didn't do anything else, right? So I, I you know, like yeah, you know. But then who's yeah, okay? But then that was my argument with Metallica. I'm like, well, no, I I don't consider. Metallica classic rock because they haven't quit putting out records yet. Like GNR mm-hmm. quit. GNR is now touring on um, Appetite News, Your Illusions One and Two. Nobody gives a shit about anything that came out after that, right? Like if you're going to see Guns mm-hmm. N' Roses, you want to see Slash and that top hat, and you want to hear Paradise City, right? That's who's going to see that show. The people that are oh, going yeah, to see Metallica of, yeah. want to see the entire catalog. Because if you're Mostly, spending that yeah. kind of money on a ticket, you are not a casual fan. Uh, 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 wrestle for uh, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know about that because once... Okay, maybe, maybe not now, but... 30 years ago, like when when the Black Album came out, there was a lot of bandwagon fans. Oh, yeah. A lot of, but yeah, maybe. But I think they fell off. Yeah, I'm starting to think that. Yeah. Okay, I, I see what you're saying now. Because, these, these uh, dude, a that, lot of those yeah. fans, as soon as Saying Anger came out, they were done. Mm-hmm. And Saying Anger was like, oh. It was music to my ears. I hate that fucking snare sound, but it's it's a phenomenal record. I'm like, yeah, like they're back, you know. And it was great because there are so many people who didn't like that record. I'm like, no, but this is a great record. Like this is this is is Metallica. Like it didn't sound like puppets. It didn't sound like you know anything else. But it sounded like Metallica to me. Like unlike mm-hmm. some of the other albums in there. And, and I know that's controversial too. There's people who give me shit about that. But <clears throat> I, every episode we say something that fires an iPod across the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I, I figure that's like our duty at this point. But it definitely um, is. It definitely is. The thing is so, so let's, let's look at it this way Anthrax, are they classic rock? You see, for me personally, they're still, they're still a thrash metal band. Because, you know, that that was the roots. Like, for me, and the, I was going to ask, like, do, for us to kind of define what 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 classic rock is, but this is kind of a way to jump jump into that. For me, classic rock was um, 70s mainstream rock and roll. Boston, Foreigner, I hate to say it, even Alice Cooper and Slade. 
see, you know, bands, bands like that. Yeah, and like Alice Cooper gets lumped in with classic rock, but I don't consider Alice Cooper classic rock either because he kept going. He still puts oh, out still. records. I was listening to the new single "I'm I'm Alice" just just over the weekend. I yeah. can't wait for the new record. Like it, he's he's not resting on his laurels. He keeps putting out new music. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that you know that's who it was. Somebody was calling Black Sabbath classic rock. I think that that was it. Like John and I were talking about that. Like the radio station um, was calling Black Sabbath classic rock, and I and I just I have to laugh at that. I'm like, really? Like, I I think what they really mean is that Iron Man and um, Paranoid are classic rock. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't hear them playing Nativity in Black. I don't hear them playing Fairies Wear Boots. Right. Are we, we going to put on the entire first record? No. <laughs> I think I think Sabbath gets thrown into the whole classic rock, just like Alice Cooper, because it's it's the time period. Yeah. You know, and for me personally, like Sabbath is the blueprint for pretty much all metal and a lot of punk. From from then on, and and all that. So I don't I, I don't necessarily think of them as classic rock. New wave of British heavy metal. That whole that whole scene. Okay, we, you know your Diamond Heads, your Venoms, yeah. Raven, Girl School, the first couple Def Leppard albums, and all that. Classic rock. Well, so no, you know, right? Would you? And 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 I'm so glad you said. The new wave of British heavy metal, new wobble. Because I was just thinking about this, right? Because we're talking about classic rock. And basically, if you call something classic rock, it's just a way of insulting something that's old. But if you think about other genres of music, right? Like if you say classic hip hop, nobody's trying to call that dad hip hop, right? There's a lot of respect <laughs> for classic yeah. hip hop. <laughs> Did somebody say, oh, yeah, this is classic electronica. That. Oh, this is dad electronica. <laughs> like, who's saying yeah. that? Yeah. This is dad new wave. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is new wave that my dad listened to. No, like, they, 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 they take the genre, they respect it. They're like, yeah, like, listen to all the errors of this, right? And that should be the same way with rock and roll. But it comes back to what I was telling you off air, where metalheads are the only group of people you're still allowed to hate, you know, and piss off and make mm. fun of. But why isn't why is it music in general treated more like uh, classical music, right? So, like, if you think about the different periods in classical music, you know, now what what I always find funny is like. I don't know when they started Damien, but you had like the Baroque period, the Romantic period, um, you know, the classical period, which I believe was like Mozart. And then I can't remember what was after that, but then like we're currently in the modern period. I'm like, well, that's a stupid name because we're always in the modern period. At one point, mm-hmm. Baroque was the modern period. Like you guys suck at naming things. Like, Do you know <laughs> what these words mean? You know? Yeah, sorry, I'm a cranky pants to everybody's guest. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. What about since I mentioned Def Leppard and yeah. the new wave of British heavy metal? Hey, this is kind of like for me. Like my Def Leppard is the first 
three albums. You know, like, you know, that's that's the new wave of British heavy metal Def Leppard. Okay. And I don't consider that classic rock. What about though, like hysteria, um, adrenalized, like those 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 type of records? Or or am I crazy? Is like all Def Leppard classic rock? Like well, what, let me answer that question with another question. Is Thriller classic rock or even classic pop? Um, I, uh, once again, I've never used the expression classic pop. 80s pop, I've said, you know, but I've never used the expression classic. When you listen to Thriller, does it sound dated? It sounds 80s. Okay, yeah. <laughs> So it man, it doesn't like the the sense on the beginning of Thriller. Yes, the songs themselves feel timeless to me. That's okay. how I feel about Hysteria. Ah, you know, like I, you could get me to call the Sex Pistols, never mind the Bullocks, classic rock, before I would call Def Leppard or Metallica or some of those other bands classic rock. And it's because that when you listen to the Sex Pistols, never mind the Bullocks, that is a very distinct sound because of the time period uh, of of just how it sounded at that time and the budget, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with um, Damaged, right, by Black Flag. We should call that classic rock, right? By all the definitions, Black, Black Flag is dad rock. <laughs> yeah, even yeah, even if okay, because yeah, we would have kids. Like my little girl is thirty years old now. Yeah. So yeah, if she was into aggressive music and all that, she might she she would be at that age where you know, like, oh, dad, your music is so lame, but. That's not her. Okay, yeah. Well, so. so my my son likes to say that about my music, but then I'll catch him <laughs> whistling it later. Right. You know. Right. Or, um, he he'll 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 try to he'll want to say it's lame, but then he'll realize he heard it somewhere else first, and he actually likes it. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so yeah, but my da- my daughter is definitely more open. But like, yeah, I think I've told you like my daughter, I will let her listen to things that probably most parents w- wouldn't, but we mm-hmm. have a conversation about them. Like the one, oh, the one song, dude, th- this one's um, giving me nightmares because we had a discussion, but it's called Area Codes, and the chorus is, I've got hoes in different area codes. Oh, Dad, what's oh, a hoe? Yeah. Okay. How am I going to tackle this one? Let's yeah. buckle up, you know. Yes. And we got through it, but motherfucker, it's a rough one, you know. And the thing is, it's actually a good song, you know. And who is that by? Um, oh, I don't know. Just look up area codes. Oh, okay. And it, it it's like it's it's a slow hip hop kind of jam. It's it's, oh, okay. dude, it's good. It's good. But I was joking with my wife. I'm like, you know, 
If I was the marketing guy for, I don't know if you have them up in Canada, but we have this, this, you know, coast to coast company called Tractor Supply that sells all sorts of gardening and farming equipment, right? And if I were the marketing guy for that, I would be capitalizing on the popularity of that song. And I'd have ah. billboards all over the country that say we have hoes in different area codes from coast to coast. <laughs> and I'd have a picture yeah. of all the hoes. Like, all like the, the hose. garden hose. Yeah. 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 Um, I kind of had the same. I kind of like it was the same thing that you had with your daughter. I had with mine with this show. Okay, she was a little bit older than 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 your daughter and all that but um yeah i had i we were this was when you know we were listening to the show as a family every 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 episode and all that and i used the word smoke show (laughs) (laughs) oh shot yourself in the foot of that one dude yes and of course my daughter just like she's got this look on her face and then she's kind of like what's a smoke show oh crap uh, <laughs> okay and it, it's even worse now because like she's the ultimate feminist like she's and she gets that from me yeah yeah so oh yeah i was just oh god how do i how do i explain this without sounding like a total pig <sighs> oh that is there anything else you wanted to throw out here in terms of dad rock, classic rock? I feel like we've accomplished absolutely nothing with this. The, the, the question is, have we pissed off enough people today? Well, <laughs> have enough people had to pause their uh, phone and throw it at something or someone? Okay. Well, <sighs> we'll win them all back with some cool tunes. Here right now. Speaking of dad rock, classic rock, whatever you want to call it, let's go back. Ah, oh, when did this record come out top of my head? I think I want to say the early '80s. Heavy load. They're stronger than evil record. I pretty much think this is result. It was part of the whole new wave of British heavy metal. I think really, apart from some singles and some demos i think this is heavy loads only album and so let's let's give it some love right now this is run with the devil
The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots.
Back in the uh, mid '80s, yeah, you had you had Lita Ford, you had uh, you had Lee Aaron, you had Doro Pesh, Bet Betsy Bitch. You didn't have a whole hell of a lot of the ladies tearing it up on stage, but fortunately, we had one Marianne Scandifolo and Black Lace from their Unlaced record, one of my all-time favorite songs as well. That was on the attack. Great stuff, great stuff. And at the end of the day, what whatever you want to call it, you want to call it classic rock, you want to call it dad rock, good music is good music. Whatever Amen. bullshit we we want to apply, we want to apply to it. And hopefully 30 years from now, we are saying good music is good music about this week's Indie Spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. Hey, dude, I work in the shipping industry. Okay. Yeah, like you ever I ship your pants? I <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I just want to throw myself into a box and maybe ship me off to Toronto or Montreal or or something it would be a good way to pay on to to uh save on travel but um yeah within the within the shipping industry i send pieces of freight you know all over the country and um i kind of have a tradition in the province of alberta we have a town called red deer okay simple enough it's it it, it, it's kind of goofy, but fine. All right. And I kind of, I'm whenever I send a piece to Red Deer, I always say, oh, this is going to Red Deer. Not Blue Deer. Not Yellow Deer. Not Purple with Pink Polka Dot Deer. But so Red wait a Deer. Second. Is there also a Blue Deer and a Yellow Deer? Or is it just I'm, a Red Deer? Uh, the, to best of my knowledge, I've only heard of a Red Deer. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, Until, you know, I, I feared you were joking about the polka dots, but you never should. Yeah, never know. Yeah. <clears throat> you never, you never know. Until this week, though, I had never really heard of any. Okay, maybe some dad rock cover bands, some classic rock cover bands playing the local bar and all that. I could see. Those type of bands coming out of Red Deer, but modern death metal under the name Hooker Spit, not once <laughs> would would I ever assume would come out of Red Deer because Alberta, Alberta is the Texas of Canada. Hooker Spit. Oh, Hooker Spit. <sighs> yes. Oh my their, goodness! Oh, their their new indie release drops July twenty eighth, ah, called Crotch, called Crotch Splitter. Yes, Crotch Splitter by Hooker Spit, and it's like oh, Crotch gotta, Splitter by Hooker Spit. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta at least if none of our listeners become Hooker Spit fans, 
I know I will have, have at least put a smile on Aaron's face with this. Holy with, shit. With this. And they're actually a pretty cool band. So, in tonight's Indie Spotlight, from Red Deer, not Blue Deer, not Yellow Deer, but Red Deer. This is Hooker's Spit with Call of the Void. much all over the place but if you just go to hookerspitofficial.com that's the website get you all hooked up on you know all of your hooker spit needs because there's just there's just some days they, 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 like I, I i didn't know just 
how much I needed hookers spaded my life until until this past week. So if you find yourself, you know, in need of hooker spit, in dangerously low on hooker spit, you're going to want to go to hookerspitofficial.com and get all that you can handle. Ah. Well, my friend, once again, thank you so much for hanging out and uh, starting my weekend, my week off just right. And um, yeah, once again, I want to say, you know, horns up and congratulations. You know, another milestone, seven hundred and fifty. Wow, wow. Um, to uh, get us on out of here, let's go with the title track. From Trad Metaler's Tail Gunner. Let's go with uh, Guns for Hire. Which, that makes it the title track. Duh. Come on, Snowy. Get your head out of your ass. <laughs> How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, before we get out of here. One. Uh-oh. Yeah, I told you that my Aunt Kara passed away. And they, they did this huge slideshow. Shut to music. And it's just all oh, these pictures. And I'm watching this. And I realize... That I need to get my friends like yourself, and you and I are going to do this right now. And there's a few other key players that I'm going to also ask to do the same thing. To promise me that if I die before you, you will make sure that a naked picture makes it into my uh, slideshow. (laughs) You know, preferably of me, but if it's of you, that's fine too. (laughs) You know, because... I, I think, you know, all of my close friends understand my sense of humor and that I would find that hilarious. Uh, okay. So we got to do that. <laughs> but then I, I wanted to read you this um, review for a set of headphones here, right? So not so funny right. story. Someone in the apartment unit above us got stabbed. According to the cop who interviewed us, the attacker rang the upstairs doorbell. And when the guy answered, the attacker forced his way in and stabbed the guy. You know, want to know the scary part? I didn't hear a thing thanks to my amazing HyperX Cloud 2 headphones. I got them on Amazon for $99.99, free shipping. (laughs) These things work as advertised. Probably the best (laughs) noise-canceling headphones I've ever owned. 10 out of 10 would buy again. Wow. Wow. My buddy who introduced me to death metal posted that. And that's the most metal fucking thing I can think of. Because that is our sense of humor, dude. Wow, that's that's definitely out there. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.org, facebook.com slash radmetal, at radmetal666 on Twitter and Instagram, radmetal666 at gmail.com. Um, fuck. Is that all? That's I think that's that's all the main ones. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker. You can find the podcast. Mm. Like I, I completely just triple dog dare you to not find us somewhere on the internet. Type in radioactive metal. We're there. Go to someplace that has podcasts. We're there. Um, you can also find us on Spotify. Thanks to the fine folks at the Shining Wizards Network. ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. Um, and um, I believe that's everything, but late breaking news. Did you hear about the latest spirit store that'll be opening soon? 
Um, here in Winnipeg, um, the signs are up and they're hiring. Well, wow, this on? one's a pretty big one um, because you know you know how like the the old sign they pretty much just put their spirit Halloween banner right across it. Uh huh. Well, a buddy of mine sent me a picture of the spirit Halloween banner right across the Hollywood sign. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> Oh, and, and it's, he's like too soon. And I'm like, I find it hysterical, but at the same time, like, you know, while I find it funny, um, I want to point out that whoever put that together was probably one of the writers on strike because that's what they do. Right. And mm. I'm actually kind of proud of all the actors that have gone on strike to support the writers. And, um, mm. it sucks that we're not going to get any new entertainment for a long time. Um, but you know, may, maybe if people's profits start plummeting and, you know, mm-hmm. the like, oh, maybe we yeah. should actually pay people a living wage. That's a great idea. That's right. That's right. No, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm back in the writers. Totally. Totally. Me too. Cause damn, I want to see the final season of stranger things so bad. <laughs> that's right. That's so bad. Right. Yeah. But anyway, so I, I keep derailing us. That's okay. That's okay. So in the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a dad rock, classic rock episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off. <laughs>